Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is all about dream big, act big, and it is a uh, story about the book of the same name, written by Croy Sather, and this book is really cool, and he's a pretty neat guy, pretty cool story, so the book is, as the title explains, all about dreaming big and then acting on it, so why think small when you could think big, right, but then dreaming isn't enough, is it? It's not enough to just dream about it. You got to do something about it. And so, how does he, how does he prove this point, or how does he live this dream? How does he act out so big? Well, he actually runs across the country, doing a marathon a day, from one side of the United States to the other, one marathon a day, back to back, and then does a speaking gig. In between, so and I don't know the exact logistics of it, but my understanding is he runs a marathon, and then he'll get to the the town, and he'll do a speaking gig, and then the next day he basically does the next just the same thing, runs another marathon, does another speaking gig. This is crazy, right? And um, so his book is really neat, and uh, he was actually had been hit by a car when he was young and it wasn't he wasn't supposed to be able to walk or you know he had to learn how to walk and redo everything because he'd been hit by this car and so pretty amazing story and i thought it was pretty inspiring and then i actually met him croy was in the office the other day and uh you know i let him know i was like hey i really liked your book thought it was awesome and he's like, oh, wow, thanks. What, you know, what was your favorite part? And, you know, there's a moment of panic, like, oh, gosh, I'm on the spot. <laughs> I better say something cool. Um, you know, prove to him, one, that I read the book, two, that I could actually, you know, remember it and think of, you know, some pull something out of it that was awesome, and, you know, in the moment. And uh, so I reflected for a quick moment, and then I basically said, well, you know, the fact that you're talking about doing this big, something big and amazing, and then here you are running these marathons back-to-back every day, that's amazing. Like, most people, I've, you know, never ran anywhere near that far, and I really don't have any plans to, Um, you know, and I told him, I was like, I'm not a runner. Uh, My friend Lisa here, who introduced me to him, she's a triathlete, and so he's like, oh, you know, and so I talked with her a bit. Um, what I was able to say to him was just like, hey, you've got, you do this, you've got this big vision of running across the country, doing a marathon a day, and that's what you also speak about. 
So you're very in, in alignment and very synergistic with, uh, with your mission and your purpose. And so that was basically what I said to him. And he, you know, the whole time he didn't blink an eye. And I was so nervous. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope this is the right guy. I hope I'm not telling him about somebody else's book. And then I, I stopped talking because it seemed like I wasn't, you know, going to be able to add anything more there. And he's like, I'm glad you said that. I, you know, that's exactly what I've been thinking more about, how I need to focus more on that part again and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, thank goodness. And um, and he liked it. He liked that that's the part that I got out of it. So I, I felt really proud of myself. And uh, so then he was talking and, um, you know, sharing about uh, another gentleman who he knows who I, I think he was saying um, was doing triathlon Ironmans. I was talking with uh, Lisa about doing Ironmans and how his friend wakes up at some crazy super early time in the morning to be able to do training for this Ironman competition. And, you know, I was thinking about it for myself. And, uh, you know, I've been my... So I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But I really haven't been able to train much lately. Why? Because life, right? I train... So I work a lot during the week. And then during the weekend... I, is usually when I've been able to train on Saturdays, but even that sometimes hit or miss because things come up. And then uh, fortunately, we uh, our academy opened up Sundays, so I was kind of helping host Sundays at the academy. And uh, but even that, the last couple weeks I haven't been able to do. There's been birthday parties for the last two weeks straight. So almost, you know, over very quickly, I went from just training one day a week, which was, you know, minimal, 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 uh, but better than nothing. And then we got Sunday, so it was like, sweet, just doubled my mat time up to two days a week. But then the last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to do either of those days. So I've been really lame. And I try to keep up at home, but even uh, my little training center in the garage has been filled back up with junk, so I have nowhere to even lay down on the, the mats or lay those out. So it, very quickly, I've been not doing anything the last couple of weeks, which is really, really frustrating. And it's, you know, it's just not good. It's not the lifestyle I want to live. I get out of shape and get depressed and frustrated and whatnot. So, so uh, I'm at my uh, academy. They've been doing, some folks have been training at 5 a.m. in the mornings. And I think that's amazing and totally awesome. And I've been so, like, stoked for them. And also, at the same time, thinking, like, there's no way that I'm waking up that early because that really means i got to wake up close to, like, 4.45, maybe even earlier, to be able to get dressed and then get over there. And that just sounds, just to think about it was making me, like, nervous and not feel well. And just, like, this is insane. Who does this? But... After talking with Croy and just looking at what this guy's gone through and what he does, it's like, dude, come on. You can't really, you can't wake up an extra hour and 15 minutes early to go get your workout on a couple times a week so that you're not so lame and everybody's, you know, I just feel like everybody's getting a train and I'm not, which is a <laughs> good for them. I'm stuck for them, but I feel like a lame -o. And it's not a great reason. Why? Because I stay up late working. Well, the work can wait. 
in most of these cases. It really can, you know, I'm not doing things that are urgent. I'm doing things that are kind of a little further out. And so it's not urgent, but, but if I'm uh, on top of my game and motivated and that really inspired me, then I woke up this morning and I almost didn't make it. I was 15 minutes late in all honesty, but I still made it and I still got a great workout and got to roll with some people. So it was a win all the way around. Super stoked. I feel great right now. I got and then I got home and everybody was still sleeping, which is a miracle. And so what I do, I after I got a shower, I got the chance to meditate, which I also have not done in forever. So all of a sudden I went from hardly any exercise, no exercising, and got a roll this morning and uh got to meditate for a good 15 minutes, I'd say. Really set my morning off in a fabulous new way. So I will be able to do this Mondays and Wednesday mornings. So I'm really excited about that because Elena doesn't work those days. She can take the kids to school. So I have some time to get in and get some training done. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I should be able to start training again. I did have a gig over the weekend and some other stuff. But I'm excited to share this with you because it is it's a change in my routine, change in my habit, but it's a habit that I want to continue that is, uh, you know, positive, that is good body flow, that is good for my health and mind and spirit and all that good stuff. So super stoked, wanted to share that with you. Um, and that was successful, um, you know, kind of the little part that pushed me over to wake up and make it happen was that conversation with Croy, you know, and, uh, that book was, it was very inspiring. I think, think that it's a great book to check out. If you uh, go to Amazon, I'm sure you can find it there. Dream big, act big. Hi, friend. Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much much for listening go there put in your name and email address findyourflow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show and get inspired too. check it out see what else is uh, good in that book that may inspire you to do things so he talks also about there's a very famous quote by i believe it's jim Rohn, who talks about you are the equivalent of the five people you hang around with the most. So in regards to, let's say, finances, well, you're the average of the five people that you hang out with most. So if people that you hang out with uh, and you average their net worth together and it's very, you know, let's say it's very low, then most likely your net worth would also be low. If you're hanging around high net worth individuals, then, uh, you know, the five people you hang out with most are high net worth. Most likely you are also going to be a high worth, uh, net worth individual. Why? Because people, birds of a feather flock together, right? And if you're not that, when you start, you're going to start to pick up the habits of the people you hang out with. And if the people you hang out with, let's say you're dieting and the people you hang out with 
um, like to just sit around and eat and drink and, you know, not exercise, chances are that's what you're going to do when you're hanging out with them. Chances are you're going to be eating and drinking with them and watching TV or whatever they're doing. And so you would also put weight on in most cases, right? If you are hanging out with people that go for runs and go do active things and they eat healthy and that is their lifestyle and you hang out with them a lot, chances are you're going to be doing those things with them and therefore you would be in a lighter state and eat healthier and all that good stuff. So that's the basic idea. What he says in his book is that he he makes a uh, revision of that statement. The, you are the equivalent or the average of the five people you hang out with most. He says you're the average or the equivalent of the people, the five people who have inspired you the most. So not necessarily the people you're hanging out with, he's saying. He's saying it's like the people who have had the biggest impact on your life. And so I'm in a book club at work, and we were talking about this book and took it, you know, took that exercise and looked at it and said, okay, well, who are the five people that have impacted you in your life the most? And how? And then we each shared who that person or those people were for us. And so I thought that was really interesting because for me, I started thinking about, you know, my grandparents and my dad and my aunts and uncles and my mom. And um, those are not the people I've hung out with the most, especially not nowadays. I do get to see them uh, a fair amount, which is really nice. But thinking about some of those early experiences in my life with my grandpa, for instance, who has passed since then, so I obviously don't hang out with him now, but he did do things and say things that I feel were pretty, still pretty impactful on me and that I probably carry with me at some level, right? So as we were doing this exercise, I was able to see like, hey, you know, um, Certain, certain, even just like whittled down to a single statement almost, or like a couple of statements that I feel like were like, whoa, you know, these are kind of. As I was talking, it, I hadn't planned on saying any of this stuff really when I was in the in the uh, little mastermind book club, but it was things that just kind of came out, and I was um, thinking about when my I remember where you know because like people were sharing. Uh, who those people were for them that impacted them the most and what situations and whatnot. And I got to thinking, you know, my family was kind of really coming up as I was born. My grandpa, grandparents have been working hard their whole lives. And, um, you know, they, they were in a place where they were doing pretty well, uh, at least from my perspective, you know, it's all relative. And um, when, I remember when I was a little older and I was kind of thinking about what am I going to be when I grow up, right? And I, I wanted to be a teacher. And I remember my grandfather saying, you know, you can't have this same lifestyle on a teacher's salary, right? This is like the lifestyle that we live and that you've grown up with is not teacher salary type lifestyle, and, uh, you know, it basically was like pointing out like, hey, we're business people. That's what we do. We create businesses. We employ people. And that's the kind of thing that will lead to the lifestyle that you currently enjoy. And, um, you know, being a kid who is I, I wasn't college bound at the time. Um, college wasn't really on my radar. And uh, but that was like, OK. 
you know, and, and he pointed out, you know, your aunt, your uncle were business people. That you know, my uncle had a roofing business, my aunt had a, a video store business, and they, you know, that was just like what I grew up. And my grandfather had a construction business, the family business, and my dad worked for him. And so that was that was that <laughs> done. And so coming up around that was like, okay, yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna do, right? I'm gonna start businesses and and have businesses. So um, that, but that was something I hadn't really thought about, you know, until this. That was just kind of a natural, you know, I didn't know to question it, I guess. Um, and then later in life, um, you know, my mom also was. I was also playing music. I'd been playing music for many years and wanted to be a professional musician. And so my mom was very supportive, but would also caution, like, well, you still got to have a backup plan, right? You can play music, you can teach music, but you got to have a plan B. So that was another kind of one of those statements that stuck with me or, you know, programs at some level that really impacted me was, okay, it's okay to be a teacher or at least, to, you know, to go after my uh, wanting to play professionally and, um, but don't depend on it. Always have a plan B, right? And then I look at my career for many years after I got out of college. I, I did end up going to college, which uh, was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a surprise even to me. And then I was able to teach music part-time um, at a school, part-time for my own private lessons. So that was basically my own little music, you know, self-employed music um business in a sense and then also for um but then i'd also pick up these other side jobs well then i was also djing so i had three different income streams that all kind of supported one another right so i had the i had the teaching gig which i wanted because that was rewarding and fulfilling to me i had the other teaching gig my own students because that was me being my own business owner and teaching music and playing music professionally and then I had the DJ gigs where I'd also get to play saxophone and you know do some performing and stuff uh, on the weekend so I had this great mix and then eventually I got into real estate and started incorporating that as uh, one of my income streams so but I look back on all this and it's like I can see those influences and how even though I wasn't aware of them at the time I did a similar kind of uh, workflow for many years where I'd have some kind of mix of music lessons, private music lessons, and or teaching music at a private school, and then either real estate and or DJing or all of them. And it worked. And it's, you know, it was what it was. It was great. And, um, and so there we go. So now let's think about you and what are your five people who have impacted you the most in your life and how have they, how have you taken things that they taught you or maybe things that they didn't teach you but they just led by example that you picked up on and how has that been something you've implemented in your own life or haven't but want to or things maybe even that have gone the opposite way. Maybe you saw something that you did not like and did not want to be a part of, and so you went the opposite way, and you had that person as a reminder of what not to do in a certain respect. And if you were to write those people, write them out and write out maybe those big lessons, what would that look like? 
how might you continue doing those things or change those things with this perspective you have now looking back on those five people and what would you maybe say to them thank you or hey no thank you for what you said but you know i'm going to do this other thing or would you not even talk to them or do you still talk to them and you're thankful you know what kind of relationship do you have or would you have with them and how have you been being like that in every way in life or in some ways that has gotten you to where you're at and how have you been doing those things in a way that has allowed you to become who you are and going forward how might you continue to expand on those things that will continue to improve those aspects of yourself allow you to grow in those ways and become more of those things and who you want to become so that as you go forward you can do it more flowingly more awesomely more better consider that wonder about that go after it and until next time my friend be flowing Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.